let's play a game, all right? I'm gonna say a few words to a song and, and then I want you to see if you can tell me what song it is and bonus points if you can name the artist. You can throw it in the comments if you want or just yell it out in your living room. All right, is this love, is this love, is this love that I'm feeling? All right, that's the song, Is This Love by Bob Marley. All right, here we go, next song. All you need is love, love, love is all you need. All right, that is Love Is All You Need by the Beatles. All right, how about this one? Saying I love you is not the words I wanna hear from you. <laughs> that is more than words by the band Extreme. All right. All those, I'm not sure how you did, all those are pretty old songs, but there's still songs you'll hear uh, being played a lot on the radio, but they all have this one thing in common other than the fact that they're all old, and that is they're all about love. Love is probably the most sung about topic ever, and more poems and books have been written about love probably than any other topic in history, right? Now, if you've been following along with Christ Fellowship Online for the past few weeks. We've been talking about this idea of the church for, for a while now on Sundays, and we've been looking at the series of why we do the things we do. And this is not part of that series, but it, today's devotion kind of piggybacks on those things. So today, I wanna to talk about us. Like how do we engage one another? How do we interact with one another? In John 13, uh, verses 34 and 35, uh, Jesus gives us this command. He says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, Jesus says, this is a new command I give you. It's not really a new command. It was actually a pretty old command. Uh, it was embedded in the Old Testament scriptures. But the way in which Jesus loved was new. It was different. It was during this very conversation that Jesus was having with his followers where he uh, was given some of his last words before he was about to go um, really to the cross. His disciples had no idea what was about to happen, but Jesus knew that he was going to be betrayed uh, by one of his own. He was going to be handed over to the Roman authorities. He was going to have multiple trials uh, before Jewish leaders, and he was going to be mistreated. He was going to get shamed, humiliated. But ultimately, he was going to be crucified as death by cross. And it wasn't because Jesus was helpless or because he was, they captured him, they got him, you know? but it was out of love. Like Jesus wasn't hiding out. He wasn't running away. He wasn't prepared to, to gather weapons to fight. No, he wasn't gonna use his godness even to avoid his mission. But Jesus saw his very purpose, his very mission was to lay his life down so that we can have access to God, even though we don't deserve it. There's a word for that. It's called sacrifice. And that's what's different about the love that Jesus gave, that he gave it all. He gave everything, 
love for you and for me and, and everyone else that sins against God our Heavenly Father and comes to Him in, by trusting in Jesus. And His sacrifice is there. So today I just want to spend a minute, I want to teach you a Greek word. The New Testament was written in Greek. And it, it goes like this. Say this with me. Alelon. Say that. Alelon. All right. And this is the word for one another. Okay. It's one word in Greek. We translate it often as one another. And it means uh, reciprocally or mutually. I think of a reciprocating saw where it goes back and forth, right? Uh, but it's this idea of this mutual, this one another, uh, this back and forth. Now, in John 13, uh, 34 and 35, the passage I just read about Jesus' new command to love one another, that's alelon, love one another. It uses it three times just in that passage. Now, alelon uh, is found 100 times in the New Testament in 94 different verses, and 47 of those times are instructions to believers in Jesus. I like the way that this uh, Jeffrey Kranz has it outlined on his blog. <clears throat> he says, uh, when you look at these verses, uh, a few common themes tend to pop up. And, and I want to talk about those three real quick. One of them is unity. A third of these alelon commands, uh, these one another commands, they deal with unity in the church. Like you can see some examples, Mark 9, 50, be at peace with one another, alone. Don't grumble among one another. Uh, John 6, 43. Romans 12, 16. Be of the same mind with one another. Romans 15, 7. Accept one another, alone. Wait for one another before taking the Lord's Supper, 1 Corinthians 11. Uh, here's a good one, Galatians 5, 15. Don't bite or devour or consume one another, Galatians 5, 15. Not talking about physical biting, but maybe... Uh, just being harsh and bitter. Ephesians 4, 2. Gently and patiently tolerate one another. Okay, the list goes on and on and on. Don't complain. Seek good. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. Confess sins to one another. And so we see the list goes on of alelon commands. And that one major category that ties them together is unity. And we can certainly see a need for that, don't we? This need for unity. And the second major theme that holds uh, these alelon commands together is love. Like a third of them are used to talk about unity. A third of them uh, instruct believers in Jesus to love one another. I mean, you can see it in the passage I just read. That Jesus' new command in John 13, 34 and 35, used three different times. Uh, you, we're told in Ephesians 4 to, to tolerate one another. All right, check this. 1 Peter 5, 14 says, greet each other with a kiss. Now look, one, global pandemic. Don't be doing that, okay? Uh, but also kind of checking out the historically historical context of that. You know, we don't really greet each other with a kiss these days. But Galatians 5, 13 says, through love, serve one another. And Romans 12, 10 says, be devoted to one another in love. So we see unity is a major theme. We see love is a major theme. A third major theme we see in these alelon commands is humility. Uh, about 15% of them stress this attitude of humility, which is very connected with love, okay? 
and unity, uh, this idea of deference among believers, this attitude of humility. All right, Romans 12, 10 says, give preference to one another in honor. That's alelon. All right, uh, Philippians 2, 3, regard one, one another, alelon, alelon, uh, as more important than yourselves. Galatians 5, 13, serve, alelon, serve one another. John 13, 14, wash one another's feet. Romans 12, 16, uh, be of the same mind. Uh, 1 Peter 5, clothe yourself in humility towards one another. Okay? And then there's a, so humility is also a big theme. And what the scriptures tell us as believers, how we're to interact with one another. There's a lot more commands that don't fall neatly in the categories of, of unity and, and love and humility. But we see a picture being painted by the New Testament of how we as believers in Jesus are to interact with one another. Uh, Hebrews 10, 24, stimulate, per encourage one another to love and good deeds. Pray for one another. Be hospitable to one another. Now, if you're on the outside looking in, like if you're, if you're not a believer in Jesus or if you're watching this and aren't really part of a church yet. Doesn't this sound nice? All these one another commands, I lay alone. Like this is what Jesus had in mind for his community of believers, the church, okay? Have we nailed it? No, like, we're not even close. We know that. But as a church, we wanna work and we wanna strive to step into our identity as Jesus has called us. One that was so radical that everyone else can't help but notice. And, and from the outside looking in, just want to be a part of it. Like, as a church, as we're talking about our relationship with one another, it's not about becoming inward focused. This is also our means of changing the world. That they, What if outsiders looked in and saw what we had? And they said, I need that in my life. I lay low. Instead, they... A lot of times outsiders look at Christians and see us as narrow-minded or conspiracy theorists or spreaders of false information online or government-hating or divisive or, or racist. And I'm just picking a few things that are fairly timely, right? What if the world looked at us and they saw Alelo? And they, are, they thought, look at how they love each other one another. Look how they accept one another. Look how they live in peace. Look how they forgive. Look how much they serve one another. Look how they pray for one another. And they say, that's it. That's what I want in my life. And that's what I need in my life. Alelon, these commands, they give us a glimpse of what our church is and what our church can be. All right, so, so listen, if you look at a long list of 47 commands, and I just listed a bunch of them, okay, it's easy to look at that long list of commands. And what we do is we get overwhelmed, and so we really just don't care about any of them, right? Because it's too much to care about all of them. But something may have just jumped out to you as I read some of those off, okay? Maybe you needed something uh, in your heart. Maybe... Uh, something in your spirit jumped out 
that may just be the Holy Spirit saying, yes, this, this needs to be you. This is something that you need to step into uh, as you interact and love one another. And if you didn't get that nudge, let's start and finish here, church. Jesus said to his followers, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. How's the world going to know that we belong to him? Man, it's by our love for each other, church. Let's start and finish here. Alelo. There's another Greek word, too, that's connected with that. It's agape. There's several words in the Greek for love. But agape is a special word. It's a word that is uh, reinvented by Christians. Like It's one that talks about self-sacrifice. Uh, it's God's kind of love for us. And because of that, it's the love that we're supposed to have for one another. And so we see, church, unity, love, humility. It's not about you. And this isn't about me. This is about the betterment of each other, where we have concern, where we have sacrifice for each other. This applies to church life. We can apply this to our demeanor on social media. We can apply this to our perspective with wearing masks, right? We can apply this to uh, Black Lives Matters. We can apply this to the government and in a few short months, you know, we're going to have an election coming up. We can apply this there as well, okay? We can apply this to our daily conversations and to our frustrations. We can apply this in our homes. Like, who is watching in on you? And do they see a lay loan? Do they see unity? Do they see love? And do they see humility? Church, let's lead the way, and it all starts with this, this one another, okay? It all starts with us. You can only control you. You can't control those around you, and uh, you can't control if they're going to reciprocate or, 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 or do this mutual interaction. But it takes a whole lot of love, and it takes a whole lot of humility. And I pray as we step into those things, church, then we will see unity and it will permeate, permeate through our families and our church and our community and through our world. So the Beatles only got it partially right when they said all we need is love. All we need is Jesus. And church, Jesus is the picture of love. Right now we're going to go into our time of communion. And we're going to share this little meal together as we celebrate that special love that God has for us. We see in 1 John 3, 16, it tells us a, a glimpse of what love is. It says, this is how we know what love is, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Man, loving the Jesus way always involves sacrifice. So I'm going to give you a minute to, to, uh, to focus on that love that God has for you to focus on, on your call uh, to live out alone, uh, to, to love one another, okay? And then I'm going to pray and uh, we'll share in this little meal together as we remember the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus.
Heavenly Father, thank you for our time together. And God, uh, though some of us are gathered today and some of us are still distant or isolated or just unable to, to gather physically, God, I pray that our hearts can swell up to, uh, to love one another, even if it's distant, that we can be united even if we're physically distant, and God, that we can be uh, humble our hearts and our lives and our preferences, God, for the betterment of those around us. God, use us to lead the way. Use us to change the world. And may we step into uh, loving like you, sacrificially. We thank you, Jesus, for that sacrifice. It's all in your name we pray.